Thanks for tuning into LGR's community rankings on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we cover movies, TV, video games, and more. If you're interested in participating in the rankings, you can do so on our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. All right, guys, it looks like I've got a visitor all of a sudden. Like, as we're starting, <laughs> my cat comes out of nowhere and wants to join in on the fun, I guess, here. But this is one of our LGR community rankings. Uh, that's why I put the Patreon thing up at the front, especially because this is about the Patreons uh, being inside the Discord and stuff. We do these little fun things like, hey, give us your top five, whatever. And this one right here is going to be the top five, like, voted on, like, adaptions. And we didn't want to do, like, say, comic Look books. Look to like, film adaptions. Movies. Yes, exactly. So like, and these are going to be non non comic book, like non superhero stuff, because mm -hmm. we did that the first time. So this one right here was made strictly for the next one. Our next one is actually going to be we're going to probably have two this month because our next one will probably do it right between Christmas and New Year's. But our next one's going to actually be about uh, Christmas movies, the top five Christmas movies that our community uh, thinks are the top five Christmas music. This is a community thing. This is not me, Ferris and Matt alone uh doing these rankings these are not our personal rankings or whatever and we'll like when, when they pop up we'll share like which ones we agree with and don't but how are you guys doing today i'm here Pretty to good. shame people <laughs> yeah but I you, shall you've already shame got them all you, you've already today, got we're probably gonna lose some patrons <laughs> all right Please maybe, don't maybe, maybe maybe <laughs> uh well, one of the things I do want to do right here before we get straight into the top five is uh, I did want to talk about the honorable mentions, uh, the honorable mentions, like ones that like uh, kind of made the cut and got voted on, but didn't actually make the top five. Uh, coming in at number 10 was The Martian out of nowhere. Uh, we got why like <laughs> it's, it was, it's not even that good of a movie. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Somebody out there voted for this. I, don't I didn't know it was it a either. book. It was a book. But. That almost everything's been a book to be honest with you that's one thing yeah. that i started doing like noticing like when we started actually bringing this up it's like oh god almost everything's based on a book especially back in the day right almost everything was based on novels and stuff like that mm -hmm. but we had number nine at wizard of oz i see that big time popular oh, movie yeah, wizard of oz, like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, that was number nine really that was number nine technological that's marvel a, at the time I mean, that's, but you know love. what that's another thing like part of the people that's that love. voted on this that's may love. not have realized that wizard of oz was actually like a novel and not just a screenplay written you know what i'm saying because it it's looks not, like a movie justin it's not a novel either it's a series of like 10 books damn okay like All 10 right. <laughs> it's like 10 books in this in this series Yep, I'm pretty much blind in the space of the Wizard of Oz. Uh, number eight coming I'm in. Wrong, I don't know. Well, I was gonna say number eight was Blade Runner, which I thought because we do have a nerd centric community, you know what I'm saying, like geek culture stuff, that maybe Blade Runner would have even made the top five, but it came in at number. Here's eight. the thing, man. Justin, here's the thing: people over overrate Blade Runner's fans and impact. Okay, I'm just, I'm sorry. It, it's, it's like it's, it's a, it's a fine film. It's good. Yeah, man. The I, second I, one it's was not, just... it's not that I'm sorry when you, you know, it takes you four times to make a movie, right? The movie ain't good. I totally um, agree with you a little bit, Ferris. I actually like um, the original one a little bit better. I think the second one was like, uh, you know how I like, you got like Instagram or whatever, and you got that beautiful model that posts, uh, post pictures on there. It's all and filters. you're like, 
Yeah, yeah. So like, but not even without the filters. You're just like, oh yeah, that's a beautiful picture of a beautiful woman. That's all kind of like what Blade One or Forty Nine was to me was really about was just like oh man we're just gonna make a beautiful movie the the story and everything is gonna be second fiddle to how it looks that's what i haven't I seen like. the new one i haven't seen the new one i've, yeah, I've that, seen the old one i watched the cut people they told me to watch the director's cut yeah i watched the director's cut. they said that's the best cut ferris yeah, but then they like the final cut. That's the one. Yeah, that five hundred people would tell you there's a different cut out there that's yeah. like better than that one and everything yeah. else. But I'm just, okay, I'm saying like you know with like the the first version studio got in the way. Fine, that's fine, fine. But you couldn't fix it on the second one. Also, you had to have a third one. Now you had a fourth one, bro. I think there's five versions of it. Come. Yeah, no, and then you know, and then I can understand like the international cuts where they they have to like get rid of stuff for like the international, you know viewing laws that's fine but i'm yeah. talking about like the ones in america there's like four different versions bro like i haven't even yeah. read the book is the book like it's kind of like uh crap what is that like skyrim the video games got like 10 different versions it's the same game but they keep like adding like like skyrim or the one right after like elder scrolls they like have so many well, they versions update of the, the game well they update they update the game it's an update like but no, 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 no. This is like they sell different boxes of the game. Like, oh, oh. you can buy the game now, and then like you get this or whatever. So it's like, like Madden, Madden, yeah, and, and, and NBA Two K. Yeah. It's literally the same game. Right. So like uh, this next uh, group was two films, and they tied at six, which would be technically the uh, the six and seven spot would be the Shawshank Redemption and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Like oh, two wow. really great movies. That like if you look at it, possibly could have made the top five. Like Shawshank yeah. Redemption, One Flew Over to Cuckoo's Nest, just not a movie for me. Like I, I understand that like a lot of people like the movie and think it's really good, but uh the Shawshank Redemption movie, for instance, is like one of my favorites of all time. Like it's one of the greatest movies uh out there, uh written by Stephen King. Now, one of the things though with this one is I don't think it was a pure novel, I think it was actually like more of a screenplay written by Stephen King. Uh, which a lot of people don't recognize when they see the movie because it doesn't have any of that weird horror stuff in it. It's just like a movie about a dude who gets wrongfully thrown in prison or thrown in prison for something that you would be like, oh, man, why is he going to prison for that? I've never seen it. Shawshank Redemption? Wow. No, I've never Bro, seen you better it. put that crap on your like first-time watch, Ferris. Yeah, I'll add it. I'll add it to yeah, you. Gotta, you got to do that one, dude. That's a, an amazing movie. But like I said, mm -hmm. it's also the screenplay I know written by Stephen King. Uh, but now... Uh, it's time to start hitting this top five that we have uh, going Matt, on. The drum roll, please. Yeah. And coming in at number five for the LGR community rankings is Harry Potter. And I, we mm. just kind of threw like some of these obviously have multiple movies. We're not picking a single movie from it. So like if it was like a franchise type of deal that started because of books or whatever, we threw the whole group into one. So Harry Potter as a group comes in at number five. Now, one of the things before we get to you guys thoughts, one of the things on this one right here that I actually think is that this may have actually been a higher ranking if we would have done this say like five or six years ago. I think yeah. that uh, Harry Potter's kind of falling yes. off because of the new movies and because of what's been happening with like I don't, yeah, I don't think it's because of the new movies. Novels. I don't think Harry Potter has gotten love flag because of the new movies. The, the new movies have nothing to do with the old movies. It's the person who created the books that's yeah. really kind of controversial. <laughs> it's not even controversial. Not They're wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah, growing up, man, a five 
the problem is, man, I don't know if five is right for it because I I need to see four, four, three, two, and one. Because here's the thing, guys. I haven't seen the list. I didn't see the list. I didn't peek at the list. I, I don't know what th- uh, four, th- four through one is. I don't know. So I can't say they're over Harry Potter yet. But growing up, I love these films, right? You know, let me tell you a story of, of how much I love these films. HBO became HBO Max, you know, like 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 that, right? First week of HBO Max being HBO Max, I watched every single Harry Potter film in one week. Right. All huh. of them. I watched week, them yeah. all. Really, start to finish. And I like those films. I'm a big fan of Daniel Radcliffe. He's the he's cool. He seems really cool. I like Daniel Radcliffe. Um, you know, big fan of um Emma Emma Watson. Emma Hermione oh, yeah. Granger. I like her. Oh. You know, fun fact, you know, Robert Penson is in these films. So that's cool. You know, he played Cedric Diggory. Um, so there's that. I like Diggory, these Diggory films. Doc. Yeah, and <laughs> homie got homie got his clock shocked. Um, because he did. Um, yeah, he did. That's not spoilers. a spoiler, people. Spoilers. The movie's like 15 years old. I mean, old, yeah. So. Look, <laughs> sorry. The, this is a group of movies that I like. Watched a couple of them and didn't like hate them, but I didn't fall in love with them like a lot of other people and felt well, the need just, of just oh, I gotta finish the series. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, because the first there's like kind of like shifts in these movies. The first two are children's films. They're mm-hmm. children's films. They have a little scariness in it, but not too much to like scare your kid to death. But they are like legit children's films. The first two, three is when we it became young adult YA type stuff from like three to the Order of the Phoenix. So those, yeah, you know, those, and then towards the end, you know, even though they're still in college. It feels kind of more grown up in that sense, right? It's right. real world stuff. It's it's horrific stuff. You know, Hermione had to like erase her her mom and dad. Damn, man, I'm trying to I'm trying to give him a speech about this. He's giving bro. a soliloquy. Come here. on, bro. Yeah, get out of here. Um. So yeah. So Hermione had to like erase her parents' memory of her. She like it got deep. Um. The Weasleys. You know, they've paid a heavy price in survival. Two of their, um, one of their, one of the twins dies, you know, in the, in, in, in the battle. And like another one of their kids is a sellout to the Ministry of Magic. It's, 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 it's very intriguing, you know, and, you know, I, there are little things that they kind of change it for the movie. The movie changes it from the book. You know, there's little things I think, you know. You know, because in the movie, man, you know, you're making these movies. Not, you're not making these movies for Harry Potter fans, the book readers. You're not making them. You're making it for the general audience, you know. And there's this one scene where, you know, they're fighting. He's fighting Voldemort at the end. And in the books, they're fighting. They're not fighting outside. They're not fighting. in. in, in it's, like a, it's not like it's not grandiose, you know. And it's not right. like, you know, it's in. So in the book, it's they're in the cafeteria. And. You know, Harry Potter keeps calling Voldemort Tom because his real name is Tom Riddle. He kept calling him Tom, Tom, Tom to try to like basically like destroy his dark mystique of of evilness because mm-hmm. he's just like you're just Tom Riddle, you're not Voldemort. But in the in the in the movie, they go to battle. They like they they go to like they they like you know they go to battle. They fight. They kill each other. You know, they fly through the sky. It's kind of visually crazy. You know, and they do that wand thing and they. Your magic crashes and it's like gosh, ah, you know, without the guns, there's not no guns and stuff. Like that. <laughs> yeah, I was about to you say, know, bro, what they got? They, no, just making, <laughs> just making <laughs> random sound effects. But like, yeah, like that's why I was like, get? yeah, exactly, yo, yo, man. Sideways. Harry, Harry pulled out the Glock and pop, pop, pop. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, but it's not like that, right? Because like 
you know, people read the books more as the movies came out. But, you know, initially, you know, some people don't read a lot. Nowadays, people don't read a lot. And, you know, and people just kind of like when they go to movies, you know, they want to see something cool. They want to see something good. So they made it for like a general public thing. And the general public fell in love with the movies, you know, like all the things that, you know, people complain about before, you know, J.K. Rowling went off the deep end. The things that people would complain about it were, oh, they changed this from the book. Yeah. They changed that from the book. You know what I mean? But, you know, a book, a movie's not a book. You got to change it in the movie. Because in the book, um, Ginny Weasley is like one of the best characters in the book. She's a goon. She's amazing. Well, in the uh, movies, what? you don't hear yeah. from her. Well, I was going to say, like, one of the things about books is different media. So, of course, it has to change because, like, in mm -hmm. a movie, you can actually show uh, what you're doing. So, like, people, it, it's not it's less confusing because you're seeing what's happening. Right. But in a book, it's sometimes hard to describe like a, a, a fan. Like you said, like the fight in the book is different from the fight in the movie. Well, think about if you were trying to explain in a book format, like all them flying around and shooting their wands and doing all this. No, it's going to be hard. Not. For you to be able Justin. to explain it, but no, like in a movie, Justin. you see it, and it's a lot no, no, easier Justin. to do it that way. See, in the book, that doesn't happen. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like in the book, it's done differently than the movie on purpose because, like, in the book, it's going to be hard to explain like all those extra things that are happening of them flying around and shooting the wands and but in the book like if you were trying to read that section right it'd be real confusing like you'd be like what the hell's going on okay they're flying around your brain's trying to process what you're reading and everything they added more so action is what stuff happens yeah they exactly. added more they added action, action. yeah because you can't because it's easier yeah. to understand in, yeah. Yeah, in the book it's it's kind of very like you know it's kind of you know cerebral you know yeah, they're, in, they're they're in the they're in the great cafeteria you know, they're kind of like, you know, just kind of like, you know, hitting each other, jabbing each other with their magic. But in, in the movie, they had a more action. You know, they're fighting outside. Neville, Neville Longbottom grabs the sword and kills uh, his snake. You know, I don't know if that's in the book. I, 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 his thing. I didn't read the book. All right. I didn't. And I'm sorry. But yeah, but I know that part about the book. And then there's the famous um where um Dumbledore like yells at Harry. He's like, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? In the book, he doesn't do that. You know, he's like, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? You know, but in the in the movie, he shows more, you know, animation, you know? Yeah, exactly. But like yeah. right then you started out like as the Harry part came out, I was like, oh, man, that's almost a good. But as you kept going, it kind of went away. It was like when you said Harry as Dumbledore, I was like, oh, shit, he's about to put up a good like rendition of uh, Dumbledore's voice. But like it went away like immediately. Yeah, I don't, I'm not British, Justin. I don't have an accent. You, you tried, though, at the very beginning. No, I didn't. But here's how it goes. I agree. Uh, the books and the movies and stuff, like that's going to be different. But people did love these. And that's why I said if we would have yeah. went back in time, I think this would have been one of the top three. Uh, possibly, I understand why it's the top five right now. And I understand why it's the top five in our community because of the fact that, like, like I said, the geek nerd love superhero movies. Everybody loves those like Star Wars and like everything else. So like in Star Wars isn't going to be part of this, obviously, because of the fact that the movies were not based on like novels and books. They're not novels. books. Exactly right. But with that being said, uh Matt, will you have anything drum roll, please. quick about Harry Potter? Well, I was going to say, oh, before oh, the drum oh. roll, okay. do you have anything to add to Harry Potter? No, I, I've never seen any of them, <laughs> to be honest. My man, my man's Matt, so he didn't see shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to jump in uh, to number four on the list. And this one definitely should have made the list, but maybe it should have been a little bit higher. Let's see. 
Now, what the, the hell? What? What? The Godfather Who's comes in at number four. Wow, already got like heat from the crowd. The Godfather, one of the greatest series of all time, especially like the first two movies and stuff. Some people don't like the third one sometimes as much or whatnot. But the second one's definitely beloved. But this whole series, The Godfather, like out there, people love this film. People talk about it all the time. It's probably going to still uh, live on for like ages to come and everything as people's, you know, top five, top 10 movies of all time. And it comes in at our list at number four, which I th said it definitely deserves to be on the list, but maybe the number is a little bit too low. Let's see what our panel here has to say. Cause like <clears throat> the Godfather, you know, like it's on the list, man, damn, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's what, whoever, whoever put to, whoever put that at four, four, four. Really? You know what, though? Care. Some people Four. that don't like, say, mobster or gangster movies uh, that are part of the Patreon Here's and the thing, part Justin, of our team man, might not even have threw it on their list. This isn't a full mobster movie, man. It's a family film. That's the thing that throws people off. It's about family. It's like Fast and Furious. You literally... Yeah, but it's about a mobster family. Like, you know, yeah. a normal <laughs> family don't go around doing things like pe telling people to take the gun and keep the cannolis or putting, like, a, dead... Yo, I love uh, Clemenza. Bed, Clemenza you know, is the greatest side character in any film ever, right? Yeah, like, you want to talk about a side character. A side character, dog. Clemenza is the man. Oh, my... I love Clemenza. In the scene where he's basically teaching... He's teaching Michael about killing a man. He's teaching about killing him a man. He's like, he's telling him how to, how to kill somebody. But in the same process, he's teaching him how to make sauce. Sauce. Peter Clemenza is that dude. You know, he, you look at him, you're like, oh, he's not an assassin. And then he gets you. He gets you while you're getting a massage and he shoots you in your face. Ro Tom, he didn't kill Mo Green. My bad. He, he yeah. killed another man. Um, And like four, four. Literally four, bro, man, this is this is nonsense. The first one is better than any other Harry than any Harry Potter's combined. Wow, dude. Okay, that's good. That's going out there. All right. The, what, the one movie? It's better than that. Uh, and well, it, what that movie is better than most I franchises. I kind of understand the ranking a little bit because, like I said, although a lot of people in this community and the Let's Get Ready community and stuff like that, like film overall, and they do like movies like The Godfather. It still made the list. That would have been like atrocious if it wouldn't have made the list. So it still made the list. But for, uh, you know, what the kind of community we got, there are some people that might not have been to put it on their list. You know what I'm saying? Hey, on man, their top yeah. five. Because like, they don't care about The Godfather. Or Michael kills the cop and his humanity gets ripped away from him because he knows he just made the choice to turn not from, he can't turn back now. You murdered a cop. You murdered a cop. Your humanity is ripped away from you. All right. My You're own. now in this life. Not even a cop. He was like the chief or something like yeah, that. You know what I mean? Chief, like man. big time manhunt would go on for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna tell you. Like, my favorite part of the film is when the dude says, like, he does a big buttload of cocaine and says, Say hello to my little friend. That's the Scarface. Oh, yeah, that's, that's wrong movie. Wrong oh, film. Well, you know what? Maybe same Scarface guy, wrong film. Same guy, wrong film. By the way, he's not even Cuban in real life, so that's kind of problematic. But yeah, man, and then and then the scenes in Italy where Michael is trying to like find himself, then he falls in love with Ap Apollonia, and he you know he's like, yeah, go girl, um, you know, you know, she's trying to learn how to drive a car. And he's like, and then like he's like saying hi to her, and then he realizes, oh no, they bought they wired his car to side, and he's like, Apollonia, no, and he runs, and the 
car explodes yep. and he nice rips scene. the love Good of scene. his life because it's the love of his life. He it, it rips. He gets she gets ripped away from him. And then the famous phrase was like, you know, what's more dangerous than guns in Italy? What? Italian women. Uh, Boom. Wow. Nice. Yeah. That's a good scene. That's one of the greatest scenes probably of like uh, that people study in films and stuff. I mean, this is obviously a movie that gets studied uh, along with a lot of other movies. And let's talk about number two, man, where where, you know, Justin, man, imagine, bro, you're a mobster and and you got and you got the code, right? And you find oh, out your no 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 and your and your bro- <laughs> I don't imagine and your brother your brother screwed up and he betrayed y'all and the code says he needs to go and you wait you don't kill him yet right because you're like I'm not gonna kill him when mom's still alive he has a, he has a couple good years left on this planet Earth. he his brother knows he's on borrowed time you know you're gonna have to kill your brother in a couple of years and then your mom finally passes away. And then you finally kill your brother after after you kissed him on his forehead or like in, well the kiss of death which is on his lips and he said you disappointed me Fredo you know and Fredo all Fredo wants to do man I knew it was you all Fredo wanted to do was he wanted to be successful he wanted to lead the family but Vito Vito knew something he's not a good he was not a leader no Vito knew who the leader was amongst his sons he knew who it was it was Michael Sonny Hothead two abrasive, out of control. That's what got him killed because he yeah. wanted to go to war after his dad got shot a couple of times. Uh, don't anybody know. else ever found it weird, though? That guy's name, like uh, Fredo there, there, it's an Italian mob family and his name, you know, it makes me think of Chicken Alfredo, which is like an <laughs> Italian cuisine. Like, I mean, every time I hear that dude's name, I get kind of hungry for some Chicken Alfredo. As a matter of fact, we get done, <laughs> no, with, no, this, no, we get done with this section right here talking about these films i might have to cut out of here go pick up my son and grab me some chicken alfredo from the local italian place to be honest with you now it's like all up in my belly i'm 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 with you man i'm i'm with you bro Uh, i'm I'm tasting the alfredo in my mouth right now like the good thing too man these movies have great actors great yeah it's great actors great directors great storytelling all put into one i call it the trifecta when a movie can hit all three things there's a lot of movies out there that hits two out of the three right like where it's got a bunch of that stuff but not all of it this film has it all like it's got all the good all the great things that's why it deserves to be on the list and probably even the wedding scene bro the first scene in the entire franchise it's the wedding scene talia shires getting married to that douchebag i don't know that yeah that who got beat up by Sonny. Sonny, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, in, in like you kind of root for Sonny, but then you realize the man's an adulterer. He's like banging everything that walks and is he's banging. Yo, man, the, the scene where he's banging um a family friend upstairs while his wife is cooking in the kitchen. Oh. Like, bro, like it's it's crazy. And like his wife can't leave him because I'm like, bro, it's I like married the, tomorrow. I do like to point out that we're not against banging. Uh, we're only against it if, like, you know, like it's something bad happening, like non consent, like if it's consensual, the banging's okay, yes, and, and as long as you're not married, okay, and not yeah, yeah. don't do person. adultery, don't do adultery, yeah, yeah. don't do it, uh, yeah, man. And like he's into even number three, man, number three is crushed underneath the expectations of one and two, like number three had no shot to be successful in the eyes of people, but they it had no shot, Are, okay. So, like, I'll make a comparison here, like, with this. Do you think Godfather 3 is kind of like Aliens 3? Like, 
where well, you, the, the first yeah, two yeah, alien yes. movies were like super yes. great and the third one yes. wasn't that bad but people crap on it all the time yeah. just because also they too, the, the, the new worst. cut the new cut of uh of godfather the um coda. godfather coda coda you know that cut that's that's francis Ford coppola's cut you know yeah. you see how you know the one cut was a studio's cut and then the second one you see you see you see what's his face what's his name what's his name francis Ford ridley coppola? scott you see Ridley Scott? That's how you're supposed to recut a film. You don't take th- four times or three times. You don't do that. You cut it. You cut it again. Boom, right there. Or you shoot everything originally and not do what the Snyder cut did, and like actually just go and do a bunch of reshoots, which to me is not a cut because you didn't cut it the first time. Like, get out of here, bro. Let's stop calling yeah. it the Snyder cut because it's a Snyder new film, basically. Because he went and like not, shot a I bunch of new I stuff to add on to the movie. I don't. Why are we still talking about that? It's like two years ago. I hope hey, it. man, it is what it is. It, 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 it hit me in a way. But let's move from number four here. We covered that one pretty well. Let's move into the number three on the list. And we'll see if everybody else agrees with it. But baby, we went with the Princess Bride. Now, I'm not going to lie here, guys. This, I love the fact that this is on the list. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. That's right. You can add it, mark it down, you know, write it down, whatever you want to do, clip it. I don't care. The biggest thing here, 100%, is that this is one of the greatest stories ever told, especially as like a, a younger person. Like when I was a kid and I watched this film, it was like amazing. It was awesome. Uh, it hit all the right notes. Uh, thought the actors all did real well. It's got Andre the Giant, for God's sakes, one of the biggest men to ever live and walk the earth. Like just telling this tale, you see the name, the Princess Bride, and it like turns you away. Kind of if you like when I was a, a young boy growing up, I was like, man, who wants to watch a Princess Bride? Man, that sounds like some stupid stuff, like a bunch of kissy and huggy. And that's even put into the story. But then it turns it's on its head. And it's one of the funniest films. It's one of the best films ever that like if you're feeling down. Right. And you need to pick me up or you just need to have something lift up your spirits a little bit is to go to the Princess Bride. I mean, here goes some of the uh, characters that was the poster for the film back in the day because they actually did like artwork back then. They didn't just digitize people on posters and everything else. But this is like a shot from the film with Andre the Giant. Rest in peace, big man. But yeah, this film right here, I totally am glad and happy and love the fact that this film made the list, made the cut. Uh, Matt obviously doesn't agree because he bounced out quicker than a hiccup whenever I pulled it up or whatever, or maybe he does agree and he's teary-eyed because he's so happy that this made the list. We'll find out when he comes back. But Ferris, man, what do you think about The Princess Bride, number three? I've never seen it, and it's definitely not above The Godfather. Like, But how, you can't really say that without ever seeing it, man. People do that all the time. I mean, come on, dude. Some of the there, there's a People lot of quotes time. in this film that are still done. I mean, like you got what? the guy here on the left of the like sword what? saying, like, quote. my What's name is quote? Indigo Mentoya in this time. You know, you killed my brother uh, and everything else. Like, that you got one like, quote. That well, no, nah, man, you that... got like the quote of like the, the, the bad guy that you see right here in the middle talking about, what? like, because they saying, yeah, 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 like the, he, he does awesome in this film. Uh, he What's dies, this quote, Justin? You talking about the, you talking no, about these quotes? Because I'm gonna mess it up because I wasn't prepared to have to say the quotes from the film. But like in this one particular, you don't have like, to see. Here's the thing, Justin. He I didn't need to. I knew the Godfather quotes. I didn't need practice. I knew the quotes already. But like in this film, for instance, like the guy keeps saying, "Like uh, crap, man." Now see, now I'm messed up. Now I'm messed up. I like knew it like five seconds ago, and now I'm having mm-hmm. a brain fart. But it's like. 
just, just the film. I loved it. I, you also got like this is one of the most underrated things. Uh, you got home dude on the right here. Carrie uh, uh, Elwes, I think, is his name. Yep, that's uh, he actually played in the movie Saw, and he's the guy that cut his foot off to escape the room. But Matt, dude, you bounced out of here. Was it because you uh, teared up because this made the list, or was it because you were unhappy that it made the list? Uh, no, no, I'm glad it made the list. No, I actually, uh, I had to talk to my uncle, and I got a phone call. So, but anyways, um, no, I love the Princess Bride. Um, I've never read the book, but I didn't even know it was a book. Well, that's what we're doing here, right? <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> but anyways, um. Yeah, like just you know the I like how they did the the like he's reading them a story and then they would cut back to them sometimes and shit like that you know I yeah. really like that and just the way the story was told you know like fucking I don't know like you 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 wouldn't pause that movie for any reason really like it's almost a perfect movie probably I agree like in the way that it's told and like the kind of comedy feel that it has uh it's kind of like uh like a movie like almost to the point in some cases like a space balls or something like that but it doesn't go that far like to me this movie uh draw that perfect line of like yo like you can have some goofiness to it and some fun with it uh and it does go out there and, and, and you know does its thing and gets a little weird a couple of times but it doesn't go as far out as say like a movie like space balls or something like that that like goes way out there you know what i'm saying like everything's got to be a joke not every little moment was a joke in here it yeah. was just things like uh more like characters being in certain positions that made it funny kind of deal and uh stuff like that but uh anyway the guy i just remembered what the word was the guy so the one guy keeps saying like inconceivable because yeah. like they're getting chased by this guy and the guy keeps like catching up with them no yeah. matter Wall what they Sean. do yeah so like he keeps saying inconceivable, and the one guy like I, I don't know if you know what that uh, what that word means because <laughs> yeah. every time he says it, like the actual opposite happens. It's actually conceivable because it happens. But uh, no, it's just funny stuff in the movie. Uh, it's great, especially for like uh, younger people. But I fell in love with it so much, I still carry it on with me to this day. Yeah. If somebody's like, "Hey, you want to watch the Princess Bride and hang out?" Like, unless uh, something important's going on or whatever, I'm jumping in. I'm watching the film. You know, Justin, great men are not born great. They grow great. That's all I got to say. I got you. Well, let's jump on to the number two Godfather on the list. Number two with the drum roll. And this is a big day. This is a big one because everybody back in the day when you were a kid loved the dinosaurs, man. Jurassic Park. Yeah. An actual book first by uh, Michael Crichton, I think yeah. it was. He was probably my favorite novelist. Yep. So, like, here we go, baby. The dinosaurs come to play. And the humans uh, come there to get eight. One of my favorite things of all times in almost any movies, the favorite scenes is a, around this part of the film, actually, where we had uh, the guy had to go. He Like the freaking T-Rex comes out. And obviously you got the joke of like this dude basically almost shit his pants. So <laughs> he runs out of the truck, goes and gets like in with the porta potty or whatever they had set aside in case people need to go to the bathroom in the park. Man jumps in the toilet. Boom, T-Rex just bites the house apart. Now he's just sitting there all alone in the rain on the commode and gets his butt tore up, man. Great movie, great fun, wonderful ride uh, uh, to the film. Like, there's just so many things that's happening and so much action, uh, so many things with the dinosaurs. I wish, 
that things like King Kong versus Godzilla or even like the Godzilla movie or in, in some cases, uh, the original Godzilla that are the newest one that came out would have actually focused on the actual, you know, the monsters, because that's what you were there to do. And this film, you know, of course, they had the setup time of how the dinosaurs were made, why they even exist. But once that gets over with, once you get into the big time plot of the movie, like it's nothing but dinosaurs all over the place, all kinds and just a fun, uh, huge thrill ride. I mean, how many times as a kid did you just think about, man, what was it? If What would it be like if I was like or walking in the forest and a T-Rex shows up all of a sudden? Yeah, you know everyone's I'm fascinated a, with dinosaurs. You know, I have a mean? question. So, so the first one is just the book. The, the sequels are not books. I think Crichton actually made uh, or wrote more than one book. Uh, part two may have been based loosely yeah. on the book and stuff. Now, I did start going further and further away, but I think Michael Crichton actually like uh, wrote more than just one novel. There's only oh, yeah. three, no, there's three wrote, originals. Yeah, he wrote a, a, a movie called Andromeda Strain. He wrote um, that movie. He did, wrote and directed Westworld, the one that came out in the 70s. Uh, that no. movie Congo is based on his, his novel. His thing. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that film. I'm talking about Jurassic Park, Matt. How many? We're talking about that. He made. Oh, I think I'm he sorry. wrote sequels. I think in the book did series, he, he wrote more than one book. I think he wrote more than one did book. He write I know book, the original is book Wright. sequels. Because if he wrote book sequels, this shouldn't be number two. Because I know a lot of people who watch these films who be like, oh, number one is great. The other two suck. So I don't know so how this is number one, two. Oh, I'm sorry. The second one uh, was called uh, Fallen Kingdom. That's the right. second novel. Isn't that Jurassic yeah. World? Well, that's what they're doing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So basically, and people don't like those yeah. films either. No, they're trash. So how the hell is this well, number that's two? Because execution. How though, the hell that's is this number two the then? I know, but w- you still got to execute the adaptation. Oh. If, it, if the movie sucks, it's not a good adaptation. Well, no, this movie doesn't suck. This movie doesn't suck. You know exactly. Uh, are we talking the franchise or just number one? No, no, no. Well, number one. the other ones we threw the franchises all together because we didn't want there to be three Harry Potter movies yeah. or three Lord okay. of the Ring or you know whatever. Kind all right, of stuff, so you know? so it's one Godfather. What's the one? Well, it's the cumulative of Godfather. Like for this one, you could just do Jurassic Park by itself. You know, you could do Godfather by itself. Godfather, but then, you, but then people would probably say, "Oh, I like though. two better than one." So you have we to just do two. Fairest when we came up with this, we just didn't want there to be like. No, I know what we did, Justin. I was there. Stop talking to me like I. I know what we were doing because I was there during the meeting. I know what we were doing. Then how come you're questioning like uh, no? Because the 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 Harry Potter thing threw me off. But I'm just saying this. So we're just doing one. Godfather one is this is particularly the Jurassic Park the original film. Yeah, Godfather that movie is is so good that even though the other five movies suck. That first movie was so good that people still look at that as being one of the greatest. Like, not only I'm just saying, time, four for the Godfather's a little too low with these with these two films above it. No offense. Yeah, in your taste, you know what I mean. Like, but because you got to consider this was a bunch of. How dare you talk uh, about my taste? No, I'm just saying. Yeah, for your list, it's too low. I ain't gonna lie to you. I love the Godfather no, kidding, as well, no, but Jurassic Park and T Rex. Look, this is listen, the internet. I love the Godfather. Oh, we can only have one opinion. Goddamn it. Yeah, but not nah, look, look. I get what you're saying to a little point, but I would have ranked Jurassic Park above The Godfather because personally, me personally, I think is way great, way funner and even better. Funner's to see not a T-Rex eat a guy off a toilet than see The Godfather talk about like family and respect and everything. And yeah, all. and even I bet that part was in the right. book. <laughs> yeah, even though that's great in its own right, like 
you see the movie Jurassic Park. So you don't like, like the you bro. don't like the the slow decay of a man's humanity being ripped away from him bro, as he bro, becomes the master criminal. But you prefer a man being ripped off of a toilet by a T Rex. Listen, and here goes the thing. Godfather deserves all the credit in the world and everything else. But when you come to mob movies and stuff, I actually have movies that I put on there. That's why I made the joke earlier about like, and I, I don't know, I guess that's not. Yeah, you prefer a, Goodfellas. A mob, but I like Goodfellas. I like Scarface, you know, for instance, th those kind of things. Even though Scarface maybe not be like an actual mob movie, it's the same sort of style of movie. Yeah. Right. Where you're taking a villain following Criminals. their story and stuff. Mm -hmm. So like. Those movies, I actually would rank even Casino. I like even Casino better than The Godfather, to be honest with you. Uh, so, like, but anyway, that's my thing. Is like Casino based on a me, book. What's that? Casino's based on a book. Yeah, uh, I actually might have threw it on my list actually for this for uh, it to make it because when I saw people, uh, I saw some people putting The Godfather on their list, and I was like, well, that's good. But Godfather wouldn't rank as my top like style mob movie. Like, I actually have others ranked above that. Whereas dinosaur movies. Jurassic Park's number one. Like, I don't, the original movie Jurassic Park, like I said, is a What's number great two, Land Before ride, Time? You know what I mean? How many, yeah. how many dinosaur movies are there, Justin? This is only the Jurassic Park. There's movies. a bunch of animated, you know, movies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like the that. animation. Shout like, out to the uh, animation. Shout out to Michael K., the animation. There's, there's, there's Velociraptor. Um, Velocipaster. They have lots yeah. of pasture out there. Uh, we got like you know, there, there, there's a couple out there. I mean, you can almost consider because technically they are sort of is like a, say a Godzilla movie as like a, a dinosaur, it's not a dinosaur movie because that's kind of like what it it's is. Not a dinosaur. Well, a, a big thing about this movie you got to realize it came out in '94, right or '93? Dude, 90, in the graphics, '94, '93. Oh, okay, '93. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this was a this was a technological marvel because they mixed real uh, uh, animatronic puppets. With digital effects and shit like that and they did it seamlessly and if you look at it today a lot of the effects still hold up yeah you dude. Know? like I, I agree like i actually I, i'm gonna say this right now jurassic park uh may be one of the uh, the huge influence you know in, influence on like being able to do that cgi and stuff and people knowing like oh crap this is what they can do they can actually make dinosaurs look real like i actually think that this was a bigger jump than per se what we had with the first avatar. Yeah. Like the avatar looked great no, and no, it was like just, one of the greatest Justin, things for thing. 3D, but like like to me, Jurassic Park's jump from what we had before 93 to like that type of movie happening was like leaps and bounds above like what you yeah. would get before. The only one I'd say before that that was really big like that was uh the abyss for effects. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. those still hold up today too. Now, but also here's the thing too. They also did it was an animatronics with CGI. That's the thing that this movie really showed you. Like you can't do full CGI. Yeah. You need real animatronics. They need to act, a, interact with real things. Yes. Yeah, you know man. I mean? You know what? This is a great time for me to step up on a little bit of a soapbox here because, like, I'm Justin, gonna tell we don't you have them. Right we don't now. have them. No, we, we have, have plenty of time for this bull crap. Listen <laughs> we, to me. All right. Here, here's how it goes. CGI to me is like the freaking automated cash registers at damn Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's why I love yeah. practical stuff because like real people put their hands on it and make it and then you can mix it up with a little bit of CGI and have the computer people work with the hard working carpenters and stuff like that or, or engineers that put these things together and everything else just keep the jobs out there and stuff like that. I hate it when these movies go straight 100% CGI because yeah. it's only like four or five people in computers like sometimes sometimes it's a bigger crew than that according to how big the movie is but you have these people on the computers sitting on their rear ends, not really doing no hard work, physical labor. Like, I want to be able to see the fruits of that, like, like how they made this. It's like really cool, like in horror films and stuff. Like, how did they make 
uh, this body explode or like in this movie, like how do they make these like dinosaurs look so real, like uh, yeah. with the practical effects and the CGI put together. And, and like I said, people lost jobs because of just straight CGI in some cases and everything else. Like just like people lost their jobs, like being able to check well, out like the whole craft, you know, puppetry and shit like that, you know. Yeah, dude, declines, like puppetry, really. like Star Wars, man, like back in the day. Like, and I hated the fact that like in the prequels, uh, like they went so much CGI, you know what yeah. I'm saying? They still had some practical stuff going on and mixture in it a little bit, but yeah, they went so hardcore CGI. And I yeah. get it a little bit. It's like, oh yeah, this is brand new technology. Let's use it. So I understand that a little bit, but yeah, dog, I like it where you can honestly see, like, to me, it makes like everything look more realistic and, and lived in. Like, I love the Andor series that we just covered on the channel not long ago because of that simple fact, like they dirtied up the windows and stuff yeah. because the town's supposed to be grimy. You know what I'm saying? Like those type of details and everything else just makes it like more believable, more yeah. believable. Well, one, one thing we also haven't talked about with this film is the that fucking score. Everyone oh, knows yeah. that score. When you I hear mean, that shit, everyone thinks of the gates opening in Jurassic Park and shit, you know? I mean, come on, bro. You got Steven Spielberg. You got George Lucas. I'm going to guess, like, who who is the person that put that John score Williams. together? John, yeah, Williams. John Williams did it, baby. John Williams did every score that you can think of. Hum to yourself. Like, Jaws, Jurassic Park, Star Wars, like, Superman. The dude did so many things. Like, all the scores that you think of that you actually, like, hum along to or as soon as you hear it, like it just resonates with you or whatever. Yeah. It's almost John Williams, period. Then now more recently, because he's obviously getting older, you have people like Giacchino and stuff like that coming out of nowhere. That's so right. That I know mean. more than one composer. I know yeah. more than one composer. You know what I'm saying? Like, I drink that down. <laughs> well, after that world shocking news, in effect, let's get down to the last one. The number one film adaption of all time, as set by our community lord of the rings now i figured that this one right here was going to win number one if star wars has been able to be put on here that should have been number one but star wars ain't based on like books obviously but lord of the rings obviously is uh written by tolkien a long time ago and mm -hmm. it's got everything that you would want in a fantasy kind of epic to be honest with you like there are you can make your jokes about like oh it's just a bunch of people walking to a mountain and everything else and it's, it's basically you're watching uh, a, a trip that's set on foot uh, and everything else, but nah, man, take the jokes aside. One of the greatest ever trilogies ever put the film uh, right here. One, two, and three all have its points, all have their good parts, all are like almost like this is one of those things to where sometimes things get put together and a director and their team just hit perfection, kind of like when uh silence of the lambs jonathan demi did silence of the lambs one of the greatest movies of all time but like he didn't make a lot of great movies after that or even before that this is one of those things where peter jackson and that team put together one of the greatest things this is obviously one of the peter jackson's if not peter jackson's biggest shining moment of all time like he even tried to come back and get that magic with like the second part of the films for a hobbit series uh movies and like that didn't actually fall like like he thought it would and everything else a lot of people don't like those films but yeah, dude, this is like the yeah, perfect probably because time. it's probably because they tried to make a book that was 110 pages, three movies. Yeah. True, That's probably why no one four hours long movie. each. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, you know, and then, you know, forcing anymore. Ian McKellen to act with green screens. Uh, yeah. Well, the yeah, thing too, though, about those uh, the Lord of the Rings movies is that it was a single person's vision. You know what I mean? Like Peter Jackson got everything he wanted in that movie. With the extended cut. Here, okay, yeah, I know here, they shortened here, no. it. But here's the, the thing theater. too, Matt. Go ahead. 
they were doing all three movies at the same time. Yes, that was the thing I was gonna bring up. This imagine, is one of the first no, no, here's the thing. Imagine an act, a director to this day says, "Hey, I want to shoot my three seek my 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 three films all at the same time." Yeah, you're gonna be booked for two years at least. You know, Literally, I mean? like <laughs> imagine that, bro. Perfect. Imagine if imagine if Denis Villeneuve was like, "I'm gonna make I'm gonna make Dune. We're gonna shoot Dune one, two, and three all at the same time." Yeah. I actually love the fact because this is one of the first films. It may even be the first film ever that was going to, they knew they were doing a trilogy and they filmed them back to back to back because this is a great thing, right? I made the joke about Fredo earlier and chicken Alfredo. And I almost forgot that I made that joke and almost forgot I needed to pick up some chicken Alfredo. (laughs) We get it, Justin. You're hungry. We get it. Right. So like with that being said, think about this though. This is a point I'm making. It's outside the box kind of thinking here, but like, here's a good point is that, when you film them back to back to back, those kind of things, I'm just saying how easy it is to forget stuff. So like maybe you had a great idea for that film too, but you take a two year break, you come back and you forget for whatever reason, like, oh crap. And then like, it's too late because now you remember it and you already gone too far or any of that stuff. When you actually are able to do this back to back to back, like he did, there's just nothing but like Matt brought up, like one guy's uh, version of this and it was coherent because they literally had a game plan they put it together and they were able to do it non-stop instead of taking these large breaks in between oh, yeah. and everything yeah. else no but here's the thing too like if the first one flopped oh wow they said yeah, it's gonna if the first one flopped oh yeah people would have people would have been fired somebody would have been bankrupt and all hell would have broke loose in Hollywood. Yeah. Well, I mean, go. the thing though is, is that you know, movies they look at the dailies, like the the head executives, and sh- mm-hmm. so they make sure shit's on track. They'll cut it real quick if they're not getting see- liking what they see. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, I know there had thing, to be mad oversight on that. But, no, but here's the thing too: even if the the head executive likes what they see, sometimes the the public don't like what they saw. No, that's you true. Know? No, that's totally. You know true. what I mean? Like, yeah, because sometimes the public's like, yeah, no, nah, we don't see what you're seeing. This movie stinks. Yeah. And then you keep it moving. Like imagine if, imagine if, a, like I know there was there was a big book population, but sometimes the book people don't like the films, so you had to convince True. the book people that you're making a good film, mm-hmm. uh, and then you had, and then you had to convince the general public to care about these films. Yep. You know what I mean? But then but also the, these are books written years before they exactly. Ever the movie, these are like so these like, books are pretty goddamn old. Also, too, here's the thing that how they kind of use the award season as a great marketing tool. All three films were all nominated for at least like nine Oscars each. Yeah, I think the Return of the King was like thirteen. Oh yeah, and I think and I think Two and Towers it, was like it, twelve. It broke records. I think it yeah, won like it eleven bro- Academy Awards. Yeah, it yep. broke records, right? So they were. This was the. This was. The, this was the thing. Unfortunately, I gotta say his name. This is what Harvey Weinstein did in Hollywood. You know, he 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 he, he saw a film, and he made sure that film got awards. So they can use the awards as promotion for re-releases. Like, hey, come and watch Oscar-winning film Yabba Dabba Doo hunts Yabba Dabba Doo. And you're like, oh, this won the Oscar for Best Picture? This little yeah. film? Let me I go watch it. This. Yeah. You know, I gotta <laughs> see this, right? That was the key. He he used, you know, he used the Oscars to kind of prop the other ones, you know? And yeah. And here's the thing too, all of this was most of this was practical. You know, and it, it, the benefit of shooting in New Zealand, because yeah. it's very, it was very apparently very cheap to shoot in New Zealand, very cheap. It kind of, it kind of threw the New Zealand actor market into kind of world one because not a lot of the news, there wasn't a lot of New Zealanders in the film. Yeah, but let's right? be honest here. 
New Zealand is sexy. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. when it comes to it, it's got that hourglass figure pop. Those owl, rolling you know hills. New, Ze- yeah, New Zealand is sexy. You know what I'm saying? Like I belong in New Zealand because I'm sexy. That's one of the like <laughs> biggest things that's happened in this world that I think is a travesty that I should have been planted. My parents should have been New Zealanders so that I would have been in New Zealand. And, but maybe God did it on a purpose because you know what I'm saying? Like you put too much want to spread too sexy in one part of the around. world. Yeah. He wanted to spread it out. So I can't hate it. So he put me in one of the ugliest places in the world, Alabama. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I get it. I understand what's going on here. But the thing about like this whole thing too is like you got to give this uh, group of films props. Even though like Star Wars and stuff like that is higher up on my list personally as far as like franchises go, right? Yeah. Like Lord of the Rings isn't my top one. I do give Lord of the Rings respect because – before this, you know, Star Wars would get like, oh, special effects nominations and stuff at the Oscars and everything else. Uh, but they wouldn't get like real consideration for some of the real big time yeah. players like actor spots or best mm-hmm. film or whatever. Lord of the Rings was able to break that mold, right? Finally, these like epic fantasy films, these like films that like people would consider, like I said earlier, like in the nerd culture or geek culture, whatever you want to call it these days, like give them like their props. Like I actually think that Return of the King won so many awards because like I think the people at the Oscars realized, dude, that first film was beautiful. That second film was beautiful. We didn't give them enough awards. Like it's almost like that third one, even though I do like that movie is really good and everything, but I actually think the third one won even more awards than it normally would because it was almost like makeup. We should have probably been giving these first two films a bunch of awards as well. So we're going to feast upon this one right here. Here's one more thing. thing. Oh, go ahead. I'm on bad. Here's the thing. So out of the 30, 30 nominations they got, the Lord huh. of the Rings films, 30 nominations. Right. It won 17 of them. So they won half, Christ. basically yeah. above half. Yeah. yeah and you got to think about that. The last movie won but like no, 11 by 11. See, Return of the King won 11 by itself. It It's tied for the record yeah. for most Oscar wins at the awards. Tied with Titanic and Ben-Hur. So it holds that record. And here's the thing, Justin. It kind of opened the gates to the fantasy, right? Fantasy was open. Like back in the day, like, oh, the fantasy film, whatever. It's a oh, that's film. a Dungeons and Dragons book. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then now fantasy was opened up, you know, elves, dwarves. You know, magic, dead people. You know what I mean? A man broke his toe. Um, did you know Aragorn broke his toe when he kicked that helmet? Did you know that, Justin? No. Did you know that? No? Didn't yeah. Know that? yeah, I know um, that. You know how I know that? Because uh, Lord of the Rings fans won't ever shut the hell up about it. One uh, more so thing I, I was going to... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. So sorry. No, no, you, no, no, you good, man. Go, go. Okay. One more thing I was going to say, though, too, and I'm pretty sure this is true. This was the first movie that had a full CGI character that people fell in love with and believed... Okay. You know, was yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, because after that, it was like Jar Jar Binks, and look how everyone fucking hated him. You know what I mean? So like before th- that, yeah, th- this was a big step in that uh, aspect too. Because look how many people do mocap now. You know the, the fucking eight movies. You know Andy Serkis. Yeah, exactly. Andy Serkis. Yeah, yeah. Now, Andy, I mean Andy Serkis. You know what happened? He probably got knocked off the balcony. Fell down into the water, maybe hit a rock. That's why it's got an indention in his head. They picked up his dead ass body and made him a clone, and now he's snow. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's probably what happened. You know, I ain't even gonna be thing, mad. Bro, if did here's it. the thing, bro. Andy Circus is the goat, bro. Andy Circus made me care about an um, an ape, mm-hmm. bro. I care about Caesar. Look, I Andy Circus made Caesar. me. Uh, I ain't gonna say like because like his character was actually a bad guy, but I'm just saying like I like the overall character in the movie. But Smeagol, Andy Circus made Smeagol me. Gollum? No, no. Andy Circus made That's me. That's the character's wa- name, Smeagol Gollum. There's Smeagol yeah. and there's Gollum. 
He was playing two characters at the same time. Oh, yeah, 100%. But, like, the point I was trying to make, though, is, like, Andy Serkis is so good at what he does that he made me like the uh, like a character, a white man in Black Panther. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, his character was super great and good, like, out of nowhere in this thing. And it's like, bro, the I'm Tolkien white guys. That's what they were called. That's what they were called. They were called the Tolkien white guys. Because <laughs> the other white guy in the film was Bilbo Baggins, Martin Freeman. And then the other one was Smeagol Gollum. And that's Andy actually Serkis. funny. The Tolkien as hell. White I didn't guys. even know that before I said that. That's actually great. Yeah, they were but, called uh, the Tolkien white guys. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's actually like funny because like yeah. they were, you know, they had that joke on the, the token, whatever, right? Like, yeah. And, so you got the token. Martin, like, Freeman, uh, Martin Freeman revealed that joke on the Graham Norton show when they were promoting, uh, he was promoting a film and they talked to him about Black, Fel- Black Panther. And like, oh, yeah, yeah. Me and Andy Serkis, we were the Tolkien white guys. No, you know? that's a, that's yeah. hilarious because I yeah. honestly I didn't even know that but when I was making that comparison it's like bro he Andy Serkis is just great you know what I'm saying he's like, amazing it is dog what it is, no matter no, what he here's the thing too in that film right he's playing he's people forget he's playing two characters yeah he's not playing Gollum right um so Smeagol was the was the was the is he the evil person or is it no, Gollum that's no Gollum's that the evil but person, was a hobbit he was called Smeagol like, okay hobbit so the hobbit Smeagol wanted to help them. And he would come out and fight Gollum to help them. And he would he yep. helped them up the mountain. And there were moments where he's fighting Gollum. And why do you think when they're up the mountain out of nowhere, he attacks them? Right? You know, you didn't you don't know because Smeagol was in control of the body at the moment, but then Gollum finally got control and he went after them. Yeah. You know? And yep, then when 100%. they finally throw the 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 um, the ring into the fire pit, um, you're and then you see he him. He fucking just jumps jump. after it. He's so yeah. but at that moment though, but in that moment. You don't know which is who who he is in that moment because Smeagol fell in love with it, and then he became Gollum. But then Gollum wants it forever. So yeah. at that moment, you're like, did Smeagol, you know, fall? Yeah, you see that look in his eyes. Or was did, it, is Gollum back for? I've world always kind of thought about this, like what part of him was actually the one getting melted in the in the in the lava, right? Because mm-hmm. like as he's like falling, he catches up with a ring and he gets it, and you kind of see his face for a second. Adelia's about it's, to be like, "What are they talking about when she sees this video?" <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, she is a professional <laughs> Lord of the Rings. So. <laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't think she did, but I mean, she loves Lord of the Rings so much. She might have compiled the points and gave him a couple extra ones. Maybe that's why. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, hey, no, we have integrity here. We yeah. have integrity. integrity. God damn it. Now, no, isn't it like I never really loved these films, right? And I finally watched them. I like them. I love them. But here's the thing: like as a story, I'm like, eh. Whatever. The reason I love these films is just the marvel of the scale of how it was done. The scope. I'm in love with all of it. All, everything was made. Their chainmail was made. Their they clothing really was. Everything they 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 were made, bro. Everything was made. You yeah. know, everything was practical. They that was miniatures, a mountain. You know, they had miniatures I mean, to shoot the. Look, it's funny. Yeah. Matt laughed at the fact that I said they really walked, but like, actually, there is a point to that. Like, they really walked. Like, they were those, walking on they that literally mountain. walked. They were walking literally on the mountain, right? Like it wasn't like them walking on a treadmill or some bullshit yeah. with some no. CGI in the background. It was literally they were walking on the mountainous region of New Zealand, which is yeah. really super awesome and cool. Riding horses and, and shit. That too, shit is you know? dangerous, dude. Yeah, that shit was. That shit did. And here's the thing: also the orcs. You know, look at those orc armies. Like, look how many, how much costumes they had to make. Yeah. Like the 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 amount of people. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and then King and Fade and King, where he says, "So it begins." And then they go to war. The Battle of Helm's Deep you, is awesome. 
you brought up a good point too, but I'm going to say this little thing right here, this caveat. Like if you were playing like one of the orcs or whatever in this film, like you knew what kind of standing you had as far as the orc or like if you were going to be shown. You're probably going to die. By like, well, no, not only that, but like you knew like how big of a figure you were going to be or how much you were going to get screen time by like how ornate your armor was and stuff, like how good mm -hmm. it looked. Because you know the guys in the back, dude, they were barely wearing some cheap ass leather. Yes. They didn't do it as good. You know what I'm saying? Cause they wasn't really on screen for very long and all that kind of good stuff. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, like, nah, it's funny to think about Like if you yeah. walked into your wardrobe session and yours was like the, the thing, like the, the leather and it's really detailed and yeah. it's got like symbols and stuff on it. You was like, yeah, yeah, I'm big dog, baby. I'm big dog. I'm be on camera. But if you just want to, and if you're just a guy with the loincloth and the shield, yeah, yeah, bro, you, your ass is like you're, you, you're dead. Not only dead pretty quick, but you may not even make it on screen. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like for that part. But yeah, dude, it was fun talking about this stuff. I would like to uh, congratulate and thank you, like all of our Patreons out there without you guys and stuff right here. So all these people right here were able to vote on this. Uh, and mm -hmm. like I said, this is a, a cumulative of uh, this point total of like everybody ranking their top five. We are going to be doing our next one, like I said, probably between Christmas and New Year's due to this month because we were behind on this one. And it's going to be the top five Christmas movies. Uh, we've already got some people putting in their endpoint. If you want to join along, you can join the Patreon. Starts as little as a dollar. Everybody on this particular thing's. Everybody, the dollar Patreons up to the fifteen dollar Patreons gets to vote on these and sit in their things uh, and everything else. And we got different tiers, obviously, from the different things. You got the Hambone Heroes, Danny's Angels, the LGR family, and the LGR execs and stuff like that. And nah, man, just really glad to be part of the community. Really glad to have the people that we have part of the community uh, and everything else. And having like super fun doing certain things. We even have a new sports channel that's about to get started. Full effect. It's already there. You can already go subscribe. Uh, we've already called yep. almost everything up, and that's about to be full effect over there. Yep. Where you get like Ferris and Caleb, and he, sometimes I pop on there with a short about certain things that's happening in sports. Uh, but we also have the things that we have over here on the original channel about entertainment, man. Entertainment news break, which actually being filmed later tonight. Uh, this is probably going to drop on a Wednesday, but on Tuesday nights, we do the entertainment news break where we talk about all the entertaining news. And then we do stuff like this is obviously on the channel where we do like some top five like rankings mm -hmm. uh, and all that good stuff. And thank you guys for being there and appreciate you uh, just for being who you are, man. And uh, thank you, Matt and Ferris, for joining me today on the uh, no problem OGR community rankings. You know what? You know what? All you got to do. I'm going to need a day off. Oh, we cut off. I think he froze. Oh, oh <laughs> I froze. Yeah, yeah. Ferris froze, bro. Ferris <laughs> froze. He's stuck like doing like he's trying to make a phone call. Oh man, you I need this one. Man, dude. <laughs> yeah, my man, he, he, he called me. <laughs> but there you go, guys. Uh, but uh, thank you. Until next time, peace.